Morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Relative Pitch. How are y'all? Oh, it's after Thanksgiving. We all stuff like stuffing. I know I ate about three plates, and you know some people out there with three husbands, so you know it kind of matched. Oh, sorry. So, how, how was it? How was it? How was it? You know that you know the Twitter Thanksgiving clapbacks are the best. They are. Quite they are the best because someone be like, "Is that your third plate?" He's like, "Is that your third husband?" Like, don't talk to me. Is <laughs> anyways. Um, how was y'all's week weekend? I don't know. Yeah, honestly, it was really good. Thanksgiving was really nice. Um, this year we hosted it at my family's house, so like all of the family came over. Um, I got to see, you know, some family members, my baby cousins. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw them doing all their little stuff. Um, but no, it was really good. And also just a time to get away from schoolwork or your job. I know I saw on Twitter um, on Sunday, everybody was like, not me putting back on my work alarms. I, dreadful, dreadful. It really was. was. I, the it same really thing. was. I turned on every single one of them, Monday through Friday. So it was very dreadful. I am in it with you. Um, but it was just good to kind of unplug because we always need some time to unplug. You know, that's so funny because, you know, I'm, I I don't work in the South anymore. So the full week off for Thanksgiving, that's not a thing here. So I technically, even though I was here or I was in the South, like uh, in Georgia, technically North Carolina for Thanksgiving, I was working up until Wednesday night, no. like remote. No, no I would have told them. You say the South. I, I wasn't technically off. At the University of Georgia, our last day was Tuesday. So it's not just South. There are specific places I, I thought was normal, y'all. I mean, I could have sworn it was a normal thing to have the full week. Whole of week. Was, huh? Whole week. Entire week. Entire I week. I will go ahead. Was that uh, a No, it was real. No, I will go ahead and tell everybody for future employers and everything. Uh, you might not take the whole week off. I will be taking the whole week off every time. My Indeed. automatic replies Indeed. will turn on Friday night, the day, the the week before. By the way, my Friday ends at 8 a.m. on oh. that Friday. Like, mm-hmm. I am taking the week off, and you will not contact me. You'll get this auto reply. Hello, Michael Brown is out of the office. I hope you are doing well. I hope this email finds you well, and I hope Turkey finds its way in your stomach. Amen. God bless you. Best. Professor Brown. I mean, if you're like, if you have a family, you're traveling, all that, I'm sure you kind of need the full week off because I can't yeah. imagine like, trying to get myself together on a flight. But no, it's cute or whatever. Like, um, Thanksgiving is always just a nice time to to rest and relax. It's kind of weird being in school for around Thanksgiving too, because you feel like you have Thanksgiving, you come back for maybe like a week or, so, or two, and then you're done. So it's kind of like, why do we even come back at all? You know, it's kind of annoying to be honest. Um, but we did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but we did find out some really fun news um, the other week, as some of you may have seen already on our oh. socials. We were selected for the College Band Directors National Associations Conference for 2023. Hashtag flute bang, y'all. The minute I step off that stage, the price went up. Ooh, price went up. The minute I stepped oh. off that stage. Wait a minute. Can we also talk about how fl- hashtag Flute Bay Ashley Crawford is now a Grammy-nominated flutist as well? That same uh-huh. day, we, 
manifesting. Why are you? Why are you in my screen? Get out of my screen. You need that manifest. Come on, Jaeger. Manifest. Get out of. But no, we are just so excited to have uh, this. It's a new panel. This is not the one that we did for uh, GMEA. This is our panel is called Changing of the Guard: Shifting Perspectives of um, Education. We have Dr. Emily Ang, Dr. Shiree Williams, Dr. Cynthia Johnson Turner, and also Leah Sneed on our panel. Which this is going to be a. She's about to be Dr. Leah. She just, just I love how we location. She and so she did. We're sending all the positive vibes to Leah right now as she defended a wonderful dissertation. Yeah. So we can just have doctors all over the place. So y'all need to tune Everywhere. in. I love how when we met Cherie and Emily, they were mm. not doctors yet. And then they in our village they, they turned into doctors and now they're they're doctor. The doctorate. When you're part of the relative pitch family, your price goes up. Your, your price, price, goes up. price goes up. But Girl, I, I'm telling you, the minute thinking, on that stage. I was thinking about this, how, you know, yes, our session is changing the guard, changing, you know, the perspectives and everything. But really, our panel is a test to that. We have three people who recently just got their doctor degrees, who are young professionals in this field. And again, I always, whenever somebody asks me about relative pitch, I always say, this is something for, from a young perspective, because for so long, we were always told your opinion doesn't matter. You got to be in the trenches for years upon years before your opinion is validated, before somebody actually takes that opinion. And to see that these three are out here changing things for the better for this, fantastic. And we are definitely not leaving out Dr. CJT because she's always been changing uh, things, okay? She, um, from the jump, from the jump. She, she said, uh, we are not going to do stuff. But by the way, not official, unofficial, uh, uh, unofficial, but official, the uh, soundtrack to our session is Renaissance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to bump it, you should bump Walk, it. Puff it will be on. Summer Renaissance plastic <laughs> off the sofa. I'm that girl. Come on, for and if you ain't about it, you better get outside because that's stay outside. Because <laughs> <laughs> what she said, Karen's are turning into terrorists. Terrorists. Oh. Mm. Mm, mm, that's that's mm. all I'm saying. Like you better be ready for the renaissance of music education because we are trying to change. We're trying to change it, and we are going to change it with the people that we have on the panel with us three. Because here's the thing, y'all, and I'm getting sick of these people saying it. You got to be in the trenches, like Anthony said. I'm sorry, I'm not going to grind this freelancer life until I'm 32. No, I'm gonna grind so hard so I don't have to do this freelancer life. By the time I'm 32, I'm a grind in different ways, but I'm not trying to be out here selling myself in every day and in these streets because that that just ain't the grind I want to be on. But yeah. don't be taking opportunities away from me too because I'm young. Like, okay, sorry, I know the year I was born. I'm glad you do too. I'm so happy for you. No, but I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. But I, I love seeing the growth. You know, this is season three for us. And we have seen, like you said, people who we had on season one who are who are deep in their studies, who are now doctors and all this. And it's crazy because like, you know, you think as as those things start happening, as you start 
big around people and they start building and growing and like we're saying the price goes up you expect things to kind of start changing right you expect them to maybe either draw back try to go hang around with other people who are in that same category or even the power gets to their head you know like the it just all the whatever they're feeling the the hype fame power money all that just kind of goes right to their head and i'm listen kanye y'all gonna have to pray for kanye i don't know what's going on with kanye but one man should not have all that power i don't know like it's just it really just shows and we've seen it there's kanye's in the band world in the music field Girl, look, why not why why just kanye elon musk there's elon elon musk. Who, who owns amazon i forget Be bezos bezos so. like those people Lord, so much. I love that you just said one man should not have all that power that's literally a kanye lyric Oh, that is a is Kanye really? lyric. No, it is on power <laughs> on his on his song called Power, and then now cut like 10, 12 years later. Look at where we're at. But no, I agree. Um, no matter what, how much power or how much fame you get, mm. there should never be. Oh, we're just gonna put this under the rug because they're famous or they're powerful. Ooh, 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 ooh. Or because they did X, X, and X, and X. I want you to listen to this because some, somebody out there needs a blessing and somebody out there might need these words. Just mm. because a person has some power or has some fame or has a following and they are doing something that is unethical, that is wrong, call them out. Call them out. Call them out. I, I'm sick of this world that we are in right now. It's weird because on one hand, you hear people saying, call them out, call these people out, blah, blah, blah. Or, and some will call out the situation, but they won't call out the names. The people. But see, here's the thing. I heard about this. You'll call out the situation and that's fantastic. Okay, but what is that doing? That is not getting to the root of the problem because the root of the problem is the person who is committing these problems. That is what needs to be going on. But again, yes. I mean, look, what, what, what was the man name? Um, the one that, that had a compound in like Puerto Rico uh, Ghislaine was his his wife. Oh, uh, fucking! Um, he died. He died in jail. In jail. Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. God. So, yeah, he had been committing unthinkable crimes for years. Not just him. Everybody around him. Everybody around him had been doing all of these things for years upon years, but because of fame, because of popularity because of power this man really messed up a lot of people's lives yes ruined but, you know, but see it. here's the thing my, my daddy always told me this my daddy always told me this people are going to hype you up all mm. the way up until they get tired of you and when they get mm. tired of you they're going to make sure every step they put under you will fall right to the ground. So then this goes for anybody because I check myself too. 
when we think we're going up, make sure you got a foundation and make sure you are a good person that that foundation is sturdy. Because, yeah, you might have all these yes men, yes people that is just saying, oh, yeah, you're doing it, you're doing it. But the moment you get to the top and you think you were good, those same people are going to turn around and just knock you right, knock the air out of you. And you're going to wonder, what, what the hell happened? For me, it's like the same, same thing when people be walking out of their house looking crazy. They ain't got no friends. They ain't got no real friends. I will look at you and be like, you look bad. <laughs> that purple don't go with chartreuse. Like, you look awful. Sure. And that's like, um, and that's like when you doing your thing, when you think you doing your thing and your friend will pull you to a side and be like, that was shit. Mm. <laughs> But you did such a great job because I'm going to support you in public. But when we get in private, we need to talk about things. Or even going off of that, when you have uh, friends, when you have friends who you see doing things that are things that you would condone normally from other people, but then you don't condone them doing that thing, then you got to stop and think. Because it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are your values and morals changed when it comes to this person who you suppose... If they're your friend, you should hold them actually to a higher standard, right? Than a complete stranger. Highest standard. But it's letting it slip. Not even friends, but also mentors, professors. I'm going to start saying it. It's just... The, the Again, higher and higher you go, you think you have this power, you think you're untouchable and all these things. If for, uh, for a very long time, and I'm sure there are unfortunately many situations where people have gotten off scot-free from this stuff because they have people who are hiding things or the whatever people think that what this person or people are doing is more important than what they're causing and inflicting on others. It's just sad. It's it's very sad. Um, it's unfortunate to think that your your life, your being, your presence is more significant, more important than anybody else's. And the fact that you have people who are telling you that they're not there for you. They're not anyone who just wants to hype you up to that point and swell your head are just waiting for the time that you fall. There's they're not laying any solid foundation because as soon as something hits the fan, they're gone. They're not there for you. They have nothing to say to, uh, for you. They're they actually they're going to go against you if anything to save themselves mm -hmm. in that situation. Oh, yeah. oh uh, but it. I it was best described, y'all. Oh, Medea, life is like a tree, and your friends sometimes they are leaves. They're supposed to be there for one season. They're supposed to leave. Sometimes they a branch. Branches break, and that's what y'all are saying. When it breaks. You falling and you running out of air. Sometimes friends are roots. Hmm. Now, one thing I was I that was told me, but here's the thing: I can't I can't count to five. Um, the five people closest to you shows your personality. Oh, I, like, yeah. I, only, I, I only hang out with like two or three people, so like I can't get to five. Your, your multiple personalities count as other people for you, Michael. I know because there was the like, ten people were saying yes in my head because Anthony told me not to do something and I really wanted to do it, but I didn't do it because I'm scared of him. He would hit me. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, 
um but like that it's true like think of the five people you either a and for me i do this either a look up to not worship not idolize who you look up to and then look at your friends see y'all i'm winning because i have two people right here like look at the right one two one two one two but then like i look up to my grandfather but you need to make that self-assessment for you because you be like, oh, I'm amazing. But my friends be acting up. Right. Why that's, you be out in the streets too. Because <laughs> you be out here. We see you. We see. And especially when you bring your friends around. We, oh, because look, let me just say, and this goes for partners as well. It goes for partners Ooh, as well. I, I. <laughs> When some of your partners come around and I see, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you was like that, but now I see. So I will, I will act accordingly. Mm -hmm. I read and it's you. not like, <laughs> and your it's not like covers will always be shown. It's not like all your friends and people close to your partner has to be exactly you, but they are a reflection of you in different ways that you may not notice. And they may reflect you in ways that other people go, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, got it. Maybe Maybe. you don't think that, but you having a partner who thinks that or a friend who thinks that or friends who does that, partner who does that, that reflects on you because it shows things that you are fine with being around. You know, that's okay. something that I didn't do. It. I wasn't partaking in it. Like, gosh, oh like this, this bring up a thing that me and Michael talked about. And I, I think I, I have a different experience. I have a different perspective because I am black. But mm. um, we we've there. There are some people who we know that have maybe said some choice words in the past. Um, and Michael said, mm -hmm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Michael said, how does this person keep getting things in the field? Oh, I know. I was I was really worried because I did not know what you were talking about. Because, you know, and, and this is what I'll say real quick. Real tangent, like a tangent Anthony heard today. Hmm. Um, you know what? One thing that Anthony and Lauren now have a reflection of because I'm close to them. I just be saying stuff. So people be looking at Anthony and Lauren like sometimes they just be saying stuff because I just be saying stuff. He really does. As y'all, I really do. I can. I be thinking stuff, but I just don't say it. That's my diff. That's the difference. <laughs> I literally. I'm, I'm gonna go back to my story, but I literally. I think me and Lauren are both fine with silence. Like, if a conversation is over, our conversation is over. This one cannot stand no. in silence. He nope. continue to talk, and I will. I will talk to myself. And that's um, when you start saying some reckless stuff <laughs> because then because then i'm just like in my head i'm like i'm gonna just say something and then i will get a reaction no i will say something so off the wall it's actually quite funny because when we three go to occasion to events michael is sitting there talking with a group uh, mind you it's me michael lauren we're here and the group of people are talking and me and lauren are sitting I'm absurd. I, I'm sorry. If I'm 30. not talking, I'm everything you're doing, everything you're saying, I'm clocking yes. it. <laughs> I am looking at how are you actually moving? Are you looking at them in the eyes? Like, hmm, how are you responding? See, I'm just the decoy, y'all. I'm I'm the decoy. Yes, because <laughs> Michael, Michael was having a conversation this weekend 
with a, a person and I didn't too much care to have a conversation with this person, but he was having it. But I observed everything I needed to know about that person. Okay. That also, I did not, I did not need to talk to I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna put it on the record. My so the hospitality goes too far. I did not also not want to have a conversation. Um, but so the hospitality, you're supposed to have a conversation. But I'm just a decoy, y'all. But I will I clock some of this stuff too, because you know, every time y'all, and I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all at Midwest. When you up in the Hilton bar, you better know that us three, we looking the minute we get to our hotel room and that we're going to have a kiki, lock the door tight. Because, girl, I'm telling you, we're going to debrief. We're going right. to take notes. I got my legal pads. Like, yeah. But a clock yourself. But, Anthony, get back to your tangent or the oh. original story. I did tangent. Oh. Sorry. So, Back to that, as Michael was saying, how how does this person who we know have said choice words in the past, how do they still keep getting positions and things like that? And to me, it was simple. One plus one equals two. Well, that's because the people that are also in that organization have the same mindset as that person who said those choice words. So it's not rocket science to me. It's not. I know for a fact they probably said the same thing. But see, they're just smart enough not to get caught. That mm -hmm. is the difference. Because if that person said choice words here, in this situation over here, where there is mixed company, what's holding them from saying the same thing when they when they feel like they're in a comfortable like company? And so over here, everybody's saying it. Everybody's saying it. And that is when people trust me. I waited too long sometimes on this. I'm guilty. When people show you, and they will show you who they are, you believe them immediately. Believe them immediately. No questions asked. Like at once, where you had loyalty, no questions asked. You believe them immediately. And then Maya Angelou said it the best. She said. Exactly what you said. When somebody shows you the true colors, believe them. That's exactly believe what you said. And don't don't question it. No. Because they'll Some show you again later. Change, people can change, but maybe not for you. Like uh, you know, maybe for other people. <laughs> they won't they won't change, but they but won't really you, change. But you just said they show you the true colors and then you don't believe them. Then cut to some time later, they show you again and now you hurt. And that's because mm. you chose to be ignorant of the fact. You chose that. So don't come crying because, again, they showed you that in the first times y'all were talking. Look, don't shoot the messenger. It, it right. is. It is. <clears throat> No, it's just it's it's we we were talking about something um, a second. I don't know how we haven't brought up James Levine, but I'm gonna I'm about to bring up James Levine uh, right now. The biggest about thing about Wendy's, right? I like it's just immediately. But here's my thing. This is why when companies have someone who does something reckless and outlandish and disgusting and evil and sadistic. And they go, oh my gosh, we didn't know. Oh my gosh, well, he's like gone or he's fired. We're good. And I'm like, now shut up. 
Because you absolutely knew that was happening. Oh, yeah. Because as before the public statement goes out and they make a, their actual address public statement, there was already whispers and there were talks and there were conversations behind closed doors that led to someone being like, oh, crap, there's someone's going to say it. we have to get out before them. And then what's the most annoying about it, this is why I think this also is what triggers me about diversity statements is I feel like there you get to hide behind them a little bit because you get to put that statement in there. But then we know people in your or in your ensembles and in your staff, whatever, don't believe in that statement. So it's kind of it's kind of BS to me um, because it's you're hiding behind this faceless organization or this statement, whatever. But you have people who are doing things that are completely against what your morals, your ethics, your statements or whatever are. So I'm kind of over it. And um, I'm at the point where I'm like start naming them by names. The people who are doing this crazy stuff and who get to go off scot-free because it's like, oh, they were good. They just they made a mistake and da 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 da. The people who they affected will that's no. And I, I will never think from the abuser or the whoever the inflictor uh, was. I will always think from the perspective of the the victims of people who they hurt. And they will never see them as, oh, they just made a mistake. And that was a one-time thing. Absolutely not. Call them out. Say it with your full chest. Say it immediately. And stop waiting. Stop. That's what pisses me off, too. It's like, oh, maybe it'll just go away. and No, it won't. When? When has that ever happened when someone's done one thing and they just stop? And once they got rid especially when they get away with it, they're definitely going to do it again. They're going to do it multiple times. Sure will. Sure will. Sure will. No one is worth all that. No one, I don't care what position, how much they've given to the field and all, because this is the whole debate, right? Now I'm going back to Wagner. It's the whole debate. How do you separate their their views and their morals from their actual art and da da or art or whatever they do, how the good they do it? You got to stop and think, what's more important to you? Is it the fact that they just do this well and everything? Or do you have to think about what their family members, they think about what happened to them and the situation that got inflicted onto them? Because I want you to stand in front of those people, those victims of those situations and say, um, their artistry is more important than what happened to you. So we're going to let them this stay. Okay. Take that for whatever you will. I want you to have the guts to look someone in the face who has gone through the stuff that these people have been put through by these men in these positions of power. And I want you to look at them and say, You're, whatever you went through is not worth us firing them or taking any action that's actually going to do anything to them because we think that what they offer is more valuable than you. Hmm. Hmm. That's what you're saying. There's no other way. There's, no, there's nothing else you are saying with that. If you're like, oh, no, I'm, and we know, listen, I'm not saying names, but we know situations, modern day situations where things have come out where you're like, oh, but they waited to say something about it and they knew it happened. They knew it happened to those people and they thought they can wait, they can wait, they can sit and sulk and, and feel all those terrible feelings, but we got to focus on what's important right now, right? It's the music, it's the art, it's the whatever. Call them out. And immediately when they they will call them out when it's beneficial for them. Exactly. Um, and I'm not and I please, please, I am not talking about the victims because the victims mm -hmm. of this, of course, they probably have said many things 
and people don't take them seriously, especially if they go up against someone a fame. And, and as we were talking about earlier, this is not toward any of the victims. This is toward the people who are the bystanders, who are just mm-hmm. sitting there and mm-hmm. watching because silence equals acceptance, honestly. In this situation, you were yes. saying, I accept that you were doing this. Keep doing it. And and I'm the type of person, if Michael and Lauren are doing something where I'm like, uh-uh, y'all, this ain't right. I am a friend who would say, this is not right. This is not right. And I think friendships need to have these conversations with each other. I think it needs to be a safe space for those type of conversations. Girl, you're not safe, safe space. I mean, if that's what, if that's the term, if that's the term everybody wants to use, the coin term, then that's what but it needs like, to be. For me, for me, it's like it, like yeah, I know people want to use that that term and everything. Y'all, I'm I'm old school and southern, like that. These hippie terms, like it, it's just like just say it. Like if you are actually friends, then you can say it. It's like one biggest thing that I I I will never budge on this one. And this leads into something we might talk about later. I don't care if I'm your friend. I don't care if I'm your partner. If you're not good at what you do, I will not recommend you. Hmm. And please don't ask to be on my artistic stuff. Because then it's going to look real bad for you when I tell you no. Michael, why? Because here's the thing. (laughs) We can be friends. We can kiki, we can cuckoo. Um, I love you, but like, just because I'm friends with you does not mean we're on the same level. And that's something I learned the hard way about students, me. We don't intertwine. Because there's a level. That space is there for a reason. So people don't get caught. So people don't get caught up in it. So, and there's also a difference in being colleagues at a work and colleagues from school. Mm. Two different things. We both chose to be at this school. I got hired here. Mm. I was chosen out of an applicant pool. We were not we were not competing against each other. We just happened to be there at the same time. So that's one thing I do. We like that needs to be like something across the board. I'm sorry. Like if you're actually friends with them, like real friends, you can just openly speak. Like, hey, that was not your best playing today. Hey, you need to fix this. Oh, hey, I noticed this. Like, all, but that also goes with everything. You doing something wrong? Okay, hey, bro. Like that is kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Period. But that just because you're friends with somebody, I'm going to give you this permission, does not mean you have to, like, recommend them for everything. Unless you want something from them. Unless you want something from them. Or unless they're good at what they do. Like, if they're good at what they do, yes. Like, Well, then that, that wouldn't be a question. If they were good at what they did, then you're not having this conversation. But a lot of these situations happen because it's someone who two people who see they can get something from the, each other, right? So maybe the person 
<laughs> maybe the person who has the power to recommend this says, oh, well, they got something I want too. So it's kind of a fair trade-off. There's like, it's not really hurting me. I'm getting something. They're getting something. So it looks right, right? It looks good. Don't do it. I'm sorry. I I, I look at these, these situations that happen and I don't know. I don't know how y'all are doing it. I don't know that these people, how yeah. they're allowing these things to happen. And here's the one thing I will, I will also tell you this. And this hit me like a ton of bricks because I thought I thought the other person was in the wrong. Not in the wrong, but I thought I was like, whoa, why did this happen? When you, you when you finally meet a teacher or a mentor that denies you of a recommendation letter and tells you why, you keep them in your life. If it's like for real facts, because they telling you why they telling you what's up. They are being a hundred percent real with you. You know what you're going to want to do? Kick them out of your life because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. And I'll tell you, I met that person and that influenced a whole lot of decision-making I made after that. If I haven't seen you teach, if I haven't seen you play, I can't recommend you. The only reason why is especially young people like us three. All we have is our name and we don't even have that apparently. Because apparently we don't have a reputation because we under the age of 35,000. Mm. So I'm saying this because I had to learn it late. Don't be gatekeeping, but guard your reputation. Because in this business, it will turn into everything. Because apparently it isn't everything now because you can get away with murder and, you know, still have these best, like, Grammy-nominated recordings. Like, I don't know. But that's something for real. Like, if someone, if you have a teacher and a mentor who would deny you a letter of recommendation and it's not out of spite and they tell you and they lay it out for you, this is why. You will be very well to keep them in your life. If you have someone like Lorna Anthony now just let you talk their ear off, because I did that all the time. I got I got receipts. Um, and they look at you at the end like, so I'm glad you finally talked that out. Um, yeah, that idea is stupid. And this is why. And they tell you, and that's like, it's completely okay. Because if you don't have those people, you're going to be out here looking dumb. Like I almost out here created a whole project this year that was against everything I've been working toward. Mm. because I was like, oh my God, this sounds like a great idea. But literally I regretted something I used to do and it was going to be the same thing. And I was going to hear it and I was going to see it in myself two years later. Open dialogue is how people get better. Open, Open dialogue is how educators become the best version of themselves. And you can tell, you can tell. I will repeat. You can tell. That was my straight voice. Mm-hmm. When someone has a has friends around them and they're talking about stuff, and when someone's trying to wing this shit on their own because it shows up in the way they teach, it shows up in curriculum, and it shows up when how the way people carry themselves. I'm so sorry. I really went on a whole soapbox. Did not know that was going to come out. Um, All I just got to say first... Your reputation is a lot. 
Be careful what you recommend because mm. those people are are on the behalf of you. So if you recommend student A or person A and they go do a terrible job, whoever mm. took your recommendation would never take your recommendation again. And they will probably call their friend and say, uh, I would not take their recommendation because this is what I got stuck with. Then your name is getting around. Wrong. Mm -mm. Michael said, don't gatekeep. No, that is one thing you need to do. You need to gatekeep your name, your reputation. Because nobody else, again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Nobody else is going to help you make your own name. Now, they might gas you up. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Gas. Gas is just air. So what are you doing? You're just floating on air. Last time I checked in real reality, baby, we don't fly, nor do we float. So your ass is going to be on the ground. Girl, they give me that 359 gas instead of that 275. Wrong gas, Michael. Wrong gas, Michael. I know. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't want, I don't want to talk about gas prices. Too high. Gas prices are too high. I don't make enough money for these gas prices. Listen, listen, I live in Seattle, Washington. My gas is five dollars. Please don't talk to me about gas. You do not drive, Lauren. You have never drove I since drive undergrad. To work. I drive to work every Sorry, day. Sorry, a ten minute ten minute drive. That's that's driving, girl. Because anyway, I remember you anyway, would never hop in that anyway, driver's seat anyway, undergrad. Anyway. Anyway, all this to say, it really does go back to like the, who, who really, who are really the people around you? Because I had to sit and think about that one day. I'm like, who are the people who like, and not even just like, they don't necessarily have to be people you talk to every day because they're people in your life who are the closest to you, who you may not talk to every day and that's fine. But really examine like the, the five people who you would consider yourself the closest to and then really look at it and go, oh, or oh, or oh. You know, I feel like most people would be the, oh, the middle one or that, that last one I did because you would, you really start seeing yourself as like, oh, wow, that's really interesting, right? You, people who tend to get to the top and who let their ego swell up and who, you know, put themselves based in a position where they think they're a god, they're untouchable, they don't have real people who are looking out for them. Either you are surrounding yourself by other inflated egos, so no one really has a sense of reality in the room, or you have hype people who are only there to grab at what little crumbs of your reputation they can put on themselves, right? They just want to be in the room, at the table, but for the worst ways. Um, so watch who you're around. I've, you know, I don't believe I'm a distrustful person, but I definitely watch whoever, whenever I meet someone new, I'm looking for things just to see what's happening. You know what I mean? I'm always, and I always trust my gut. If I get a feeling from somebody from the jump that something is off, usually I know, I, I won't know immediately, maybe not, but then later on I'll go, ah, there it is. <laughs> like just immediately trust it. I did good this year. I did good. Anthony can recommend, Anthony can high five or what is it? A test. Support, mm. a test. Yes, affirm. I did not study language in college, y'all. I studied a piece of plumbing, okay? But mm -hmm. anyways, <laughs> Anthony will attest. I did that this year. For the first time, I clocked a person, clocked them well. I said, Anthony, I think this person is like this. And these are the reasons why. And Anthony said, gold star. 
and that's another thing. If people are asking you stuff because you know people or whatever, but are not trying to give you the opportunities, even if it's for your instrument or not, there's a reason. Mm. Either A, they don't value you, or B, they're using you. Mm. And if you ask for recommendations, just say that up front. Like, hey, I need recommendations. Don't be asking people stuff and then just like, oh, hey. Like, don't do that. Don't sugarcoat it. Just, just, just. And that's the thing. I'm telling y'all, when you can clock them, you get gold stars. And I love it. I love gold stars. I got a gold star. Um, watch watch who you are around and, and watch who you become as well. That goes into it. But also clock yourself. Make sure as you are stepping up and you are going into different you know levels and you're like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm all this, da, 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 da. Make sure you humble yourself or you will be humbled at some point. If you do not humble yourself, the universe will find a way of humbling you. Don't look, don't let it happen. Don't let it just, just take a minute, <laughs> take a minute, sit back, say, I am thankful for the things I have that I have been given to me and da, 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 and understand that that can be taken away like that. If you mess around. So fat. And there's a very fine line between confidence and arrogance. And there's a yes. very fine line about humbling yourself, but also knowing what you're worth. Absolutely. Because I've been, that's been a big thing for me in the past, since when did I start teaching this year? July 10th is staying humble because I was very, I was very lucky to get work in Atlanta coming back, but also understanding your worth and also do not lose sight of what you want to do. Cause that almost happened to me this year. Y'all do not lose sight of the end goal. You can take a little side road, but that side road could turn into 285 real quick with construction all the time. But no, so, there's just this thought, this idea that someone who has reached the top, who's at their peak and all this stuff has to act a certain way. They have to act like they know they know everything in the sense of they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to seem as if they're still learning. We're all still learning. No matter what time, part of your life you're at, whatever whatever achievements you're making, you are still growing, right? Because if, if people, if Beyonce stopped at one Grammy, we wouldn't have all the things we have. I'm going to be very honest. You know what I mean? If you just thought that you get to that one point and you just stop and you ha you have no room to grow. Oh my gosh, we would not have the amazing art, music, all the stuff that we have now because based off of that, right? Does that make sense? So same way as you have to make sure that you are still open to learning, to growing, you have to make sure during all that you are humbling yourself to know like I am moving up towards this point, but I'm moving up towards this point because I'm still learning. I am still learning from taking it in from whether that's people, culture, environments, et cetera, et cetera. But always it's remain not just a lifelong learner. Lifelong you, learner. When you make the statement, I am done learning, that is when you have when you truly have risen to that uh arrogance because you feel that you can't learn anything else. No one can teach people you anything else. at 90 years old are still learning new things. 
And yes. those 90 year old, they live in their best life because that they understand that I don't know everything. When you and they're start, 90. Right. When you start to say, I've been doing this for 10 years, I know what it's gonna be like. So boom. Okay, 10 years. That's great. Fantastic. That's so nice. I, but guess what? You did it one way. Somebody else can do it another way, which is different from yours. But now you've closed yourself off because you think I have this many years of experience and it has worked for me. But now you, you stopped here. You could have reached up here, but because you closed yourself off, this is your peak. You would never get beyond that. Never, mm -hmm. because you will not allow yourself to think in somebody else. Another perspective, hashtag perspectives. That's what relative pitch is all about. You will not see it from somebody else's perspective. So you would never go above mm -hmm. that plateau. Uh, this reminds me of a story, not a story. The other week, my student was being very hardheaded. And I don't know what's been happening with me recently but like there was okay tangent lauren was listening to a video one time and anthony was tapping or anthony was listening to a video and lauren was tapping and my insides almost combusted when things are not right and i start getting flustered i will go off that's just so, called first of all that he just got overstimulated for anyone overstimulated, who overstimulated. Yeah. one thing that overstimulates me quicker than anything is when a student does not want to listen what I'm telling you right in your face. And I, I looked at him. I said, yo, I've been alive 24 years and I still can't get the water temperature perfect for my showers. I am always adjusting. I don't know why I use that analogy. Do not know. Maybe because my shower was so good that morning. But I looked at him. I said, I also have like, like, bro, like I'm still tweaking with stuff. I come to my students, y'all. Every week, like, hey, I'm trying this new thing out. Y'all want to try it with me? And they do. Because guess what? I'm still learning. But I am still, at the end of the day, their professor. And so I also have to be in charge of them keeping an open mindset and learning. And when a student, if you do not want to learn from somebody, remove yourself from that situation. Because first of all, you are being a pain. And you're being a big old pain and you're not removing yourself. Also, if you do not want to listen to that person, figure out a way to tell them. I don't want to teach this person. Sorry, if you don't want to teach this person, fire them. Because you, by the way, y'all, pr private lessons teacher outside of a collegiate, because you can't really like a collegiate student, you can fire your student. Like they can fire you. Don't sit through that headache. Don't sit there and be like, because you on your phone because you do not want to listen to this child. Let that child go spend their money somewhere else. And you go spend your hour loving life. But yeah, that's a great analogy. If you can't figure out your right temperature every single morning. Because I don't think no one has nailed their temperature every single morning. No, because you're not the same person waking up every morning. Or in this, you know, sometimes I wake up hot. So I'm like, I want a cooler shower this morning. Sometimes I wake up cold. I want a cold, like a warmer, you know, shower. It just depends on the day. It also depends on what time. <laughs> if I woke up a little late, like we gotta go. I don't care what it's on. We just gotta wash uh, and um, run. It gotta be. It gotta be warm. Take it at least gotta be warm. Real quick, I'm gonna get in. And get out. Hold back.
It is. Right. So, so. But the whole thing about it, like, you, hum, be, I feel like too often people see the word humble and they, they think you have to, like, be sunk down on yourself and you have to to kind of put your head away and go, no, I'm not this. No, own who you are, own what you have, the accomplishments you have done, but also do not forget that you it takes a village and the, you have pulled whatever things from different people, cultures, backgrounds, environments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, same thing, this whole lifelong learner thing, this does really what Michael was saying, it does apply to education in the sense of, I always try to tie in students' lessons to things I'm doing to show them a different perspective of like, oh, I'm still working on this now here, and I'll show you how I'm adapting it to this. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. That's how you remain humble. You should not walk into your situations being like, I am everything, you are nothing, and you know nothing, I know everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not that. That You're, you're not building a relationship in that. I don't know what that is. It's not a relationship. It's barely teaching, but it's not... You know, I'm just, that's never worked for me. I know people have been under the batons and been in studios and they're like, oh, this person's like evil. Like, they're just like, oh my gosh, but they just know so much. I'm like, why do you have to do all that though? Like, I mean, if I, if we're just here to learn, I just never, I was never the child who, who got, like, you just couldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't get it. Like, I'm like, why are you yelling? Why are you angry? Why are you this? Like, I just, that doesn't work for me. I need you to explain clearly what you are trying to get from me and then i will attempt to do that thing you know but just by saying like oh no 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 again it all points back to who's around you who's truly your friend who is saying these things to you to actually clock you because a lot of y'all surround yourselves with people who will not say anything to you and I i make sure to have people in my corner who are like I see why you're thinking this way. I want you to see it from this perspective. Because, and you should be constantly surrounding yourselves with different perspectives or at least aware of different perspectives. When you're doing research or something I'm doing right now, you have to be aware of what the other perspective, other than the one that you're finding or you are solidifying with this, so that you can debate it, right? You can debunk it or you can like comment it, but you can't do that if you don't even know what the other perspective is. So again, constant learning, constant growth. You cannot stop because if you're saying, this is where I'm at, this is how I've taught for the last 10, 15, 20, 40, 30, 50, whatever years, then you don't even know what's going on over here where people are just going up and up and up and they're thinking about so many different things that are raising them above you, but you still think you're so holier than thou because you've done this for 10 years. Nobody cares. Like, look at COVID. Things change so much in like two to three years and you think 10 years, nothing changed? And people haven't changed. Ideals haven't changed. Like, you are you are literally you are peaking yourself. You are getting to your own peak, and you're the one who set it there. Other people, maybe they don't even have a peak. They're, it's just a constant line going up. Maybe sometimes it falls back up, down, up, down. They're figuring out things, working on it, but they're still learning. Regardless of where they are at the time, they are still learning. Because I would tell what you. Are you doing? If you say I've been teaching for this amount of years and you let's say you're a private teacher, your students probably ain't doing stuff. Let's say you're a conductor tail, your ensembles probably sound bad. Let's say you're just a band director, stagnant. And stagnation is the enemy of progress. Because st being stagnant is not staying the same rate. No one stays at the same skill level. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is no other way. Air is either coming out of your body or going in your body. 
you either losing weight or gaining weight. Like, I mean, we can keep going. The economy is either up or down. Dumb. But I I have one more. I'm trying to think of it. One more. You're done. You're done. Right. Cut it off. But to sum all this up, to truly really sum it up, what you need to do is find yourself a village. Make sure that they are strong people uh, to hold you accountable. And you hold them accountable. Make sure that the people in your group do not get somewhere where they got big headed and they start doing things that are unethical, unreasonable, because in that case, then you need to let them, you was out of line and you need to get back in line or this right here, it's going to be a rocky road. Okay. So if you continue to do those things, you and your friends, you and your colleagues, you and whomever, y'all will always be progressing to something greater and bigger. Remember that. Remember that. And this is from a group of 24, 25-year-old people that, yes, our age compared to the rest of some people is on the younger side, but we have lived. Mm. We have experiences. And we are not just saying these things uh, just because it was on some type of BuzzFeed article. No, 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 no. We, A, have lived these experiences. B, we have seen people go through these experiences. And C, we have made the decision that that will not be us. So I implore you to think about those three strategies and really get your house in order. Get your house in order. And I promise you, it will be good. And that's all I can Last thing I will say, sometimes as you are growing and you are developing, you're gonna have some people who don't wanna grow with you, who are not going down that same path. And I'm sorry to say it, but some people are only there for a season. Even the ones who you think are supposed to be there for forever, Unfortunately, if they're not trying to grow and go with you on the same path, and it doesn't have to be identical, but you are growing towards something that is similar. Again, this who who's surrounding, who are you surrounding yourself with? Some people are not meant to be there anymore. Let them go. It is hard to do, but if they are no longer there adding to your path, they are holding you back, because if they're not adding to it, they're taking away. Sorry. They're, in this situation, there is no, there is no, oh, they're just there. Because what do you mean they're just there? Because that means that you're still in that same place with them when you're with them, right? So that means you're not growing in that relationship. So part of you is not growing. Part of you is still holding on to that. Don't be afraid. And it, it might, I, I get it. I've been there. Don't be afraid of letting those connections fall whenever they need to, because you will see yourself be taken to a completely different level. And that's not meaning you're dropping them or you're cutting people off, but sometimes we outgrow people. We have to, in order to keep evolving. Um, That's my last word of wisdom. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Relative Pitch. Please keep on following us, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know some topics that you 
want to talk about. So, and we'll bring them up on our next episode. So until next time, see y'all later and have a great week. Bye.